Like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host. Hello, everyone. It is Karin in the house. Thank you for tuning in to Shift Happens. And today, I am flying solo again. And uh, first of all, I want to welcome you all back from Thanksgiving. We apparently survived that so far. If you are here today on this show, listening in, tuning in, and that means that you survived family in-laws, friends, traveling, whatever it was that you went off and you did for Thanksgiving, you made it through. And hopefully you did way better than just made it through. You enjoyed and you thrived. And that really would be ideal. It doesn't always work that way, though. However, for me, my Thanksgiving was fabulous. It was chill, my son and his dad, they came over with the Christmas tree that's too big for me to store in my place, and we decorated it, and then we went to a restaurant and uh, had a lovely dinner there, and um, so it wasn't a buffet that I, we could eat whatever all we wanted. It was, that's it, what's served, and you're good. <laughs> so prevented a little bit of overeating, though, but I was really stuffed. Um, when I was done. So it was good. And then and then my son and I, we went home and he put together the little gingerbread uh, uh, village that I had gotten. It's become one of our new newer uh, traditions to create gingerbread houses. That was not something that I grew up with, but it's kind of fun. And, um, you know, throw some fun Christmas music on. And so we have we did the whole Christmas thing for Thanksgiving. It was fun and uh, no cleaning or cooking, which was really great. I'm always good about that. Now, uh, what today's topic is, is really about emotions. And, and the title that I created was how we have demonized emotions. And in the work that I do as a therapist, uh, obviously, that's the realm in which I delve into. And over time, I've just found that it seems as though a lot of people are really fearful. They, we have learned, we are live in a culture where big emotions is not something that that we really like uh, it doesn't always feel good and and it's it's part of human nature to want to uh, dart away from anything that doesn't feel good and rush towards things that do feel good so there's nothing wrong with that it's just a matter of what are we doing with the things and the times when things aren't going our way and uh, this is something that happens year-round, obviously. Uh, however, many times for the holidays, it becomes even harder for a lot of people. 
And especially if there are other things that are going on, it might be that you had a loss. And even if it wasn't a loss that happened right here and now, it may have been something years ago uh, because these things do tend to linger around uh, emotionally in us. We may have had a loss in a, as, as a child and, and there are certain times and anniversaries and times of the year that creep up and, and can trigger those um, losses and bring them up all over again as though even if we're not, it's not as though we're reliving it all over it can bring some sentimentality or a little sense of sadness and um, can just skew things a little bit and put you in a place emotionally where maybe you don't feel like being with other people. Maybe you don't feel like being festive. Maybe you hate Christmas music as opposed to all those people who are bopping around and loving it. You know, we have the Christmas lovers and the Christmas haters and whatever other Christmas is just kind of the dominating thing over here by us in the U S. So that's what I tend to to say because I too have been in indulged in this, in this culture that I've grown up in. And um, so, but whatever the holiday is, because there are so many other cultures and we associate a lot of things with it. So it many times for the holidays, it's also all about family. And either if you have a family that's toxic, it's not good for you. Or if you uh, come from a family that's very small, that can be, or even if you uh, have family, but you live far away, uh, whichever those situation it is that you have, again, the holidays can really bring that out even more and exacerbate it where, oh my God, I don't have anybody to be with and everybody else is spending time with their loved ones and their family. And for those who don't have the family, whether it's because they moved away from them or they simply come from a small family or everybody in their families passed on to the beyond, then it may seem as though all those people who are going to family and, and friends and whatnot, that they, they've got it made. And the people who had the family and the friends, uh, many of them hopefully are enjoying it. But for those who find this to be an extremely stressful time because family may be extremely stressful, may require a lot of patience, a lot of internal fortitude to get through, um, you know, they, they might actually envy the people who don't have families like, oh, no, you are so much better off. But when you are in that place where you don't have family, it exacerbates that sense of feeling alone and um, so depression might be something that comes up anxiety might be something that comes up and um, it can be a really difficult time to come through and this is what some of the things that I'm going to be talking about how do we how do we move on beyond that how do we cope and get through these times that um, where these kinds of things tend to be exacerbated. And again, though, it's, this is not only during the holidays. This is something that happens year round. It's just, again, exacerbated during the holidays. What, so some of the things that I find that people do when they have, uh, they're feeling some sort of negative energy, it could be it could be anger, it could be loneliness, it could be anxiety, is that we, uh, many people will either stay extremely busy, 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 
you know, do things, do things, do things, always be active and to the point because every time they sit down and it's quiet, I know people who even, they can't, they do not deal with it when it's quiet. They will have the TV on loud or the radio or something just so that they don't have any quiet time because anytime there's quiet time, all the stuff in their head starts going around and that's the stuff that makes them anxious and uh, so or it could be that uh, people are drinking they will drink in order to and they say that they do it in order to calm down they'll say that they do it in order to um, chill and relax to be able to sleep or they may be you know going to the doctor and getting prescription pills or a lot of different things many people they will shop because that gives them that quick little burst of of you know happiness because ooh they got something new and that's exciting and it feels good and you're out and about and you know none of this is ever bad when it's done in moderation Of course, everything is about how far are you taking it? So if my thing, whole thing is that if you are at the point where you can't even have it be quiet for a few minutes, that that that's what's going on, or if you can't go to sleep without having a drink, or whatever kind of thing that it is that you're doing in order to squash, suppress, uh, repress. <laughs> it's like you have all these closets in, in internally and you're squashing more things and another thing happens and you squash it in there because I don't want to deal with it. It doesn't feel good. Um, it, it's, it, it's bad. Um, I, I'm, I'm strong. I'm, I'm better than that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. When in, in reality, many times we really aren't. And the more that we push things aside and we compartmentalize and we, now again, it's perfectly very, uh, very highly functional thing to do temporarily that if you have to get something done, you maybe you have to go take care of the kids or you have a job that you have to take care of. Yeah, I definitely think that it's good to be able to put it away, compartmentalize, put it in the closet, close those doors so that you can get through the day. You don't want to, you know, um, kind of have all this stuff overflowing while you're trying to function at work. That's no good. No bueno. We don't want that because that's, that's a problem. Now, what is important, though, is to be able to bring these things out during a time when it's appropriate. So whether it is during, uh, in the evening time, maybe an evening time is a good time for you before you go to bed, uh, whether it's about journaling or talking or exercising or heck, maybe uh, schedule an appointment with a therapist and and find the therapist that really is going to work with you. Uh, That is going to help you process whatever it is that's going on that keeps tumbling around in your head. Um, because when we keep repressing and pushing things away and, and not wanting to deal with it, guess what happens? Uh, I actually yesterday came up with a new, um, I'm going to call it, it's a new diagnosis. (laughs) Uh, And the new diagnosis is that you're emotionally constipated. 
because uh, this truly is what is happening for a lot of people because they're not wanting to deal with things and don't know how to or are afraid to. Uh, I find that a lot of people that I work with when they first come, it's it's like they're afraid that if they bring it up and they start talking about it, that it's all going to burst out. It's going to be a nonstop flow of negative emotion that's never going to end and they're going to die. <laughs> Not really, but you know, somewhere deep back in, in the inner depths of ourselves we we think we're going to die you know and even though intellectually we know see here's the thing is also that we are so many layers and and um it, it we know certain things but in another part of us there's a whole other thing going on that's the complete opposite so we are such interesting creatures and our brains are there is this organ that Gosh, it can take us either way. We can either be pulled over in a direction where uh, we can really learn a lot of tools and get our brain working for us. And yet all these things, when we don't deal with them, and these are different kinds of life experiences, and it could be something that you at this point in your life as an adult think, oh, that was just such a silly thing. You know, it was just childhood, you know, play, you know, just some kid that was you know, being a bully or being a meanie was having a bad day. Well, we can intellectualize that, but it was not stored that way in the brain in that moment. And here's the thing that happens is that we don't just have one particular incident that happens. We have another and another and another and another. And I don't care if you are this big, tough Marine Corps dude or you are an ER doc or a firefighter or a police officer or whatever it is that you do. Underneath all of that professional training, professionalism, uh, you know, underneath being a man, underneath being a tough woman, you are human being first. And as a human being... We all are designed, our brains are designed biologically in the same way in order to keep us alive. So we experience things certain ways, they are stored certain ways, these experiences that we have, and good memories are stored, you know, properly. Now, when we have incidences that happen uh, and in my line of work where I do with the work that I do, EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, what we talk about is a very particular way of working with people and the brain to help the brain process things that have happened that have been stored dysfunctionally and continue to disrupt your life in the here and now. I mean, it gets so bad that uh, it can, this is why you see many times people who, you know, go through multiple marriages or they keep finding the same person to be with who is, you know, not a good fit or they continue to do things that hurt themselves. Maybe they continue to be alcoholics because uh, here's the thing, even once you stop, if you're an alcoholic, even when you start, stop drinking and you, um, you know, you become sober, here's the thing that happens is that 
all that time when you were drinking, you were not processing. You basically stopped your development, your emotional uh, uh, development. So you basically are at the age where you were when you first started. And so you've got some catching up to do. Plus, now you also have to deal with all that stuff that you didn't deal with while you were drinking or using whichever, whatever substance it is that you're using. And, and that's where this part comes in that we have to, we have, if you don't deal with it, if you don't process it properly, then you will continue to have problems. And that's where EMDR comes in because there are many other types of therapy, but in my experience in, in the work that I do, EMDR is phenomenal at getting to it and helping people process it in a very quick way, many times in just a few sessions. It just depends on the person. Um, so, what, um, so what happens is how we store things. So I, I kind of got off on a tangent, <laughs> but we talk about big T traumas and little T traumas. So the big T traumas are the obvious ones where uh, we were at war or there was, we were in a car accident or there was a, a house burned down, something where we were physically in danger of you know, losing our life. And little T traumas are all the other events. You had an argument with a parent or with your partner. You, um, you know, you, you lost your friendship. You, um, you were being bullied. You were called out at work and embarrassed. Those kinds of incidences. And as much as we can say those are just little silly incidences, well, try telling that to the uh, primal part of your brain that experienced this as something that was a danger. And so what happens is the old part of the brain that's way back by the brainstem starts shooting cortisol, which is stress hormone, out into the brain, and that leaves all the intelligent part of the brain, which is all the front part, throws that out the window because we don't need that when we are in danger. We're in fight, flight, or freeze mode. And everything in that moment with the sights, the sounds, the smells, the physical sensations in your body, the, um, uh, the emotions that you had at the time, and whatever the, the negative belief is that you assign to yourself in that moment is what gets frozen dysfunctionally in the brain, in a place of the brain that doesn't know time. And so when that's connected to all the other beliefs, uh, the other incidences that have the same negative belief attached, that could be, I'm a bad person, it's my fault, I'm broken, whatever. And that gets Hold up every time you get triggered as if it's happening right here and now. So we will get more onto this subject as after these couple of messages in just a few. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. 
Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. We are back, and thank you so much again for tuning into Shift Happens, which is where we are all about helping you or inspiring you to live the best life that you can make because. In reality, it is all up to you. And when you decide to make shift happen in your life, you start a whole new ripple effect. Because every single person that we come across, we have an effect on them. You probably don't even know half of the people and how you have affected people, which is why how you show up in the world has such a huge effect. You, we many times think that we are just these tiny little small beings who have no power whatsoever in the world. And yet, if you ever think about people that you come across and how their attitude and how they talk to you and, and how they interact with not just with you, but you will see and hear people interacting with other people. And if they're rude and grumpy and just being obnoxious, that can affect you, even if they're not directing that specifically at you and vice versa. When somebody is jovial and happy then, you know, that, that's also contagious. And although 
There are sometimes people who, <laughs> who, because they're in a bad mood, they don't really like. They have all the people who are happy and jovial and whatnot. But I think that if you just hang, stick with it, that uh, it might rub off on them after a while. Because, again, this has so much to do with internally, what are you focusing on? We hear all the time people who, um, who are financially really poor. They live in countries that we call third world co- countries and live in huts and whatnot. And they are extremely happy because many times what happens is in those cultures is that they have each other. They, ha- they look out for each other. They have human connection which is something that we have lost a lot here in what we have now, especially more and more as we move to being online and, and detached. We, when we see families going out to dinner and they're all on their phones and devices and playing games or, and whatnot. So, so how you show up has a huge effect on, on other people. And you can truly create a whole new ripple effect. Now, today, the topic is about emotions and what do we do with them? What do we do with these big, uncomfortable emotions that, that don't feel good? Because we, don't, we want to get rid of them as quickly as possible. What I talk about with my clients is that it becomes more about, first of all, first of all we have to flush out those things that we have stuffed and that are in there that have not been processed. Because as I was just talking about right before we went into break before, if you're just tuning in now, i do a real quick week recap. I can't talk today. <laughs> so, and this is something that I tell every client that uh, walks into my room. I give a quick little uh, biology lesson according to Karen. <laughs> and and I, it, because it really helps. I, f- I find that the people that I work with, they, when I explain this to them, all of a sudden is so many things start to make sense. It's like, oh, that's, why I feel the way I do. Huh. You know, things start to make a lot of sense. And then they can start recognizing that, yeah, they're not crazy. You are not crazy. It's just life that has happened and you've been trying to deal with it. And guess what? The good news is that even though events that have happened to you that you've been through have been stored a particular way, there is a way to undo it and what I call, it's like rewiring the brain. Now, so the quick recap is this. When we have something that happens to us that is uncomfortable, where we have high levels of negative emotion, maybe we feel embarrassed, maybe we're angry, maybe we're sad, maybe we feel hurt, maybe we feel vulnerable, any of those kinds of emotions that happen in any kind of interaction. And this is could be what we call a little t trauma, something that where your life wasn't literally uh, in danger, but the old part of the brain, our old reptilian part of the brain that's way back by the brainstem, um, uh, interprets it as though we are in danger. Uh, or, of course, the obvious big T traumas, which our life really was in danger. Um, our brain uh, stores those two events the same way. 
So what happens is as soon as the brain recognizes something as being putting us in danger, it starts flushing cortisol, which is stress hormone, into the brain, which pretty much takes all the, the front part of the brain, the intelligent parts of the brain, out of commission because we don't need that when we have to decide real quick whether we're going to fight or flight. And then everything in that moment gets frozen and stored dysfunctionally in our brain with the sights, sounds, smells, physical sensations, emotions, and whatever the negative belief is that we uh, put to it right in that moment. And that belief is always something about me, myself, and I. That can believe, belief could be I'm wrong, there's something wrong with me, I'm broken, it's my fault, I'm unlovable, you name it. I'm not enough is a is a big one. Oh gosh, I get that one all of the time. And not only does everything get stored in that moment, then it's connected to all the other memories that have been stored dysfunctionally that we connected the same negative belief to. Now, outside of that moment, you can know that that belief, negative belief, it's not true, but this was this negative belief is frozen in that moment and every time that gets triggered it pulls up not just that one memory it pulls up all the other memories and the brain thinks that these are all happening over and over again right here and now so this is why people they are reliving things that have happened and you might not have the actual memory reel going on the video reel going on but it's the yuck that comes up and this is what many times you know bubbles up and looks like anxiety depression um you know just sometimes even can look like your adhd when you're not especially for kids uh it's just you get a lot of a lot of stuff that's being pulled up as though it's happening right here and now and that's uncomfortable and golly you know if we've already experienced something that was not a good experience once, why do we want to relive it? So the modality that I use with probably uh, probably 99% of my the people that I work with is called EMDR. It stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And that is a very particular way of working to help the brain look at one incident at a time and help the brain uh, undo all of that because what we're doing when we're using that modality is we're bringing the intelligent part of the brain on board, the more adult version of our brain on board and, and undoing it. And it's incredible to see how people, they start to move further and further away from the particular incident and seeing it from more and more of an adult uh, perspective where uh, they no longer see it as, oh, that was something specifically against me. They, the, all the things that make that memory so yucky and so, oh, it's all about me and my, I'm a terrible person is removed. And so it's like unplugging from this, this cycle where people are stuck in the fight or flight cycle, which is why they get triggered all the time and why they're so irritable and and grumpy and angry and and suspicious and paranoid and all those other ugly things that make life really miserable to plugged in the way that the brain that's going to be so much more effective and efficient for us because 
it's not beneficial for us to be stuck in fight or flight mode all the time. It's exhausting. It's miserable. And your body is not designed to constantly be in that high alert mode. And uh, so this is where I started to uh, talk about in the first segment about how it doesn't matter if you are a big, tough Marine Corps soldier or you are an ER doctor or a firefighter or a police officer. I mentioned those particularly not because they're the only ones, but there are obviously a lot in high trauma uh, situations. And, and the thing is that even though the ER doctors and the they're not in the moment where the trauma is happening, but when you see all of this happening all the time and then you have to go and talk to family members and uh, tell them, you know, whether it's something good or bad, you know, more of course. So when it's something bad that has a bad outcome, that is taxing on someone. And when you are in this environment day in and day out, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, you've been doing this for so long, you've developed a way to deal with it. Well, many times you may think that, um, and yet you actually are becoming more and more, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? What many times happens is that people, some of the symptoms that I see with people in those professions is that they may start to lose the the things that they normally gave them joy. They may find themselves uh, a little bit in a, in a fog as in, um, I had one particular police officer that came to see me and he came because he recognized the fact that he no longer had joy in doing anything, all the things that used to, uh, you know, be something that was pleasant for him. He no longer enjoyed. He recognized also he had younger children. And he recognized that he was being all yeah, yeah, kind of prickly and, and yappy, you know, uh, and, and he didn't want to be that kind of parent. And he just had a lot of things that had happened, which happens to a lot of police officers. You're getting, you're walking right into the middle of a lot of situations that are difficult. And uh, so I noticed when I would talk to him that it would be a little while. It's kind of like my words had to travel through a thick fog before it actually hit the brain and he was able to interpret it and then come up with a response. So in that way, there was a slower reaction, and I find that very typical of people who have gone through a lot of trauma and, you know, was very kind of walking around with this very stiff body. And many times also what I'll see with people is that, that they're, in, they're um, speaking Danish, their face will become more kind of scrunched up, and the same thing with the body. So... After I've been working with people for a little while, you start seeing, huh, their, their face looks different. They actually have people who will tell them yeah, that they look different. You will see that, you know, they'll turn their head and they will respond quicker. And so these are some of the uh, outcomes that will happen. People also find that they will have more peace because they're more grounded. Uh, there was somebody that I worked with just Friday and uh, that person started off with being extremely upset 
about, uh, you know, a breakup that had happened and was very much in that space, you know, felt like they were going crazy. And in the one session, one of the big parts of EMDR that we do is we apply something called bilateral stimulation. And it could be eye movements from side to side. It could be auditory with the headphones and a beep that goes from side to side. Or it could be tactile with either tapping or uh, this little thing. They have these two paddles that, they, that vibrate a little bit and it goes from side to side. Sounds really crazy. <laughs> but every single time this piece, what this does is while the brain is focusing on something that's upsetting, it signals the central nervous system to calm down. So... As this person was talking, it was their first session, needed to kind of just talk it all out. I gave the person these bilateral paddles that they just held in their hands. And after a while, calm down. And then I had the person do some deep breathing because we want to reinforce this calm peacefulness and get some oxygen to the body and the brain. And after a little bit, I asked how they were doing and they were just saying, oh, peaceful. And that was something that they hadn't felt in months. So, uh, so again, when we work with the brain, yeah, the person was saying that they had talked to their friends and their family and this, that, and the other, which is great. It's good to talk with people about what's going on. However, sometimes we need somebody uh, that is trained to deal with these things and really help you get to the other side of it because that's, again, the great news is that there is another side. You are not doomed to feel miserable and be heartbroken for the rest of your life. It all depends on how you're helping your brain deal with something that have happened and what your focus is on. So we are getting ready to come up with a couple more messages. Um, now, if you are not completely done with doing all of your Christmas shopping, because I know a lot of people have been out doing Black Friday shopping and it's December and people are doing all of their holiday and gift shopping and whatnot. And if you don't feel like dealing with all of the crowds and going out and if it, you're living in a place where it's snow and icy and cold, I wouldn't want to go out. If I were you, for sure, uh, you can do all the shopping from the comfort of your very own home and earn cash back. Isn't that cool? You, from places and just about any place that you would shop at, uh, such as Bed Bath & Beyond, Bye Bye Baby, Personalization Mall, Under Armour, uh, Overstock.com, Swarovski, Hudson Bay, and even if you're traveling too. So go to shop.com forward slash insights counseling and you can earn cash back while you are doing your shopping from the comfort of your very own home we will be right back and where we were going to uh pretty much crush a couple of myths that are out there Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Insights Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness How much health and wellness information have you been exposed to today? Listen to Prescription for Success with Dr. Emil Haldi. Healing and empowerment start from within, but it also takes the best knowledge and advice. That's what you'll find here. Dr. Haldi and his guests will help you make the right life-enhancing decisions for well-being success. Tune in live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Prescription for Success. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. 
We are back today making more shift happen, which we do every Tuesday. Of course, you can always catch us on demand. And if any of the information that you're hearing today or on any other show that are all on demand is something that inspires you, encourages you, or we're talking about something that makes you think about somebody else do feel free to share with them because the whole point of this is to that hopefully some of this will help give you some information or inspire you to make some shift happen in your life for the better is always what we're going for. And you never know again what kind of thing. This could be part of your ripple effect to make the world a better place if this is something that inspires you, share with some people, subscribe. That way you never have to miss an episode. So that is always a good thing too. Um, now, today, we are talking about emotions. And uh, for me as a therapist with, oh gosh, I don't know, 20 some years of working in this field, hard to believe it's been that long, but you know, time flies when you're having fun, right? Uh, and a lot of people, they they tell me how, oh, I don't know how you can do the work that you do because you just sit there and you hear people complain all day long. Well, if that were the fact, then yes, my life, my work would really suck. But obviously, that's not what happens because I do what I was just talking about in the last segment where it's basically like rewiring the brain so that in right in front of me, I'm seeing people blossom and shed old stuff that's happened. Uh, it's basically like flushing all of this emotional stuff out that, that that I, in the beginning of this show, talked about my new diagnosis, which I'm going to see if we can get in the next DSM-6. <laughs> just kidding. Is <laughs> uh, that most people are just emotionally constipated. Yes, I just said that <laughs> because... Here is here are a couple of uh, things that I hear people say that are huge contributors to why we get to this place where we are emotionally constipated. Well, I hear people all the time say things like um, they they will say I can't remember exactly how they say it, but basically associate being tearful, crying with being weak, which. Let me tell you, that is not the fact at all. Crying, if you could think of crying as a way to, again, flush, release, and and what are we doing when we're flushing and releasing? We're making sure that nothing gets stuck. I talk a lot with people about how to let emotions flow through you. So again, that they don't get stuck because anything that gets stuck, you know, the word speaks for itself. We, it, being stuck is not a good thing, right? We want to move, we want to flow. And crying can be one way to help things, the emotions flow. And they have actually done studies where they, they took the tears um, and, and tested them for, you know, what all is in these tears. And for every different, you know, uh, there is a tear for every single emotion. I know I have one for every single emotion. I can cry when I'm happy. I can cry when I'm feeling, you know, touched and loved or when I'm angry. You know, I have a tear for it all. 
And I know you all do too, because like I was saying, when they did research and they took the tears, they found out that depending on what emotion somebody is feeling uh, when they are crying, there's different chemical combinations. Your body is releasing different chemicals with the tears. So think about that. Just kind of like, you know, I don't know much about cars, but, you know, we have to have an oil change every once in a while on a regular basis, right? You got to get rid of the old and put new in because it gets all gunked up. So our emotions are really very much very similar. There's another uh, saying out there that I hear all the time that I have to be strong for everyone else. You know, so if there's a loss or something, I, well, I can't grieve because I have to get through everything else and help everybody else. And then people get stuck in that mode of I'm the strong person and I I have all these emotions that are stuck and, and, and stuffed and repressed and compartmentalized and all these things that I've been talking about this show here. And guess what? Now, down the line, you're the one who uh, is uh, feeling depressed, feeling anxious, all these things. Uh, and it does, doesn't just come out in you know, emotions like that. It also comes out physically, back aches, stomach aches, headaches, you know, tight, tense shoulders, um, you know, chest pain, you name it. Um, because, again, it's all connected. Our emotions are connected with our physical body. Because what is actually happening when we have a thought, it leads to an emotion that is translated in our body with electrical impulses and different chemical combinations. So every time we have a thought that leads to an emotion, that's our brain and our body is being flushed with different chemical combinations. And uh, so if you're always or spending a lot of time feeling sad, feeling negative emotions, feeling anger, not only are you uh, keeping your body in in a state of of high alert or in in negative vibrations and your brain actually starts to create new uh, connections and and change their synapses so that they, they are, that's the combination of of chemicals and neurotransmitters and and all that that it gets used to so we can get used to and trained to behave and react in certain ways so you become that old grumpy poo who is it can't see anything you know a beautiful sunshiny day yeah it's miserable yeah and you, you know those types and you don't want to be that type because that's just They're not enjoying life, and why would you not want to enjoy life? (laughs) So, so for those people who are thinking that they have to be strong for everybody else, grieving, being sad, being hurt, crying, does not mean that you cannot still be there for other people. You can still grieve together. You can cry and still be supportive of somebody else. You can allow yourself that space to have the emotions that you have and still be someone who is strong. 
in fact, you may find that the other person is feeling more, uh, feeling that you are there even more so for them because you are crying together, because they feel and they see that you are a human being, you are not a robot. (laughs) I know that when I'm in that place, I don't want somebody who's just being strong and steely and looking at me like, oh yeah, I'm a weirdo for having tears. That does not make me feel any better. I, you know, feel much better when there's somebody who is compassionate. And again, uh, think about how if you are not allowing yourself to have the emotion and allow yourself to have them out, cry, talk about it, uh, maybe have some tears while you're talking about it, it's okay. You are preventing yourself from having a lot of other problems moving forward because it also affects relationships. A lot of people will maybe start to feel resentful of all the people that they felt that they had to be strong for, who that they didn't feel are there for them, but maybe you didn't allow them to be there for you. Maybe the people that you wanting to be strong for, uh, you are not allowing them to grow and develop because you don't trust that they will be okay. So, Here's the thing is you may want to take a look at are you taking on the responsibility for other people's reactions and emotions and how they are living their life when in reality that is not your responsibility. You can encourage and support and and guide, but it is ultimately other people's responsibility to decide what to do. And there's a big difference between those two. One is you're putting yourself in, in, a, in, a, in a dangerous place where you are hurting yourself really when you're thinking that you're being strong for everybody else and you may not be as supportive as you think that you are the other people. So I am going to encourage you to take a look at if those are the thoughts that are going through your mind and and then consider maybe is this one of those rules i have taken on vishen lakiani's word rules where which is a combination of bullshit and rules and sometimes there are a lot of bullshit rules out there so i'm encouraging you take a look see if it works for you and if it doesn't guess what it is time to make some shift happen, which is what we are all about on this show. And guess what? We do not have to end this conversation right here because we have somehow or another once again had a whole entire show go by and it is time to wrap up. But again, we don't have to end this conversation here. You can email us. You can also go to our Shift Happens Facebook page where we can continue this conversation. Now, if you want to know more and work with me, you can go to shifthappens.live, L-I-V-E, and connect with me there, whether you want to look at how to get your debt paid off, because you may be racking up your credit card bills right now, (laughs) whether you want to look at um, getting to a place where you can eat healthy that fits for you, or whether you want to work on some of these things that we were talking about today. And make sure that you are not emotionally constipated. So <laughs> go out, be your beautiful self, practice these things because guess what? The world needs your special, unique talents. 
See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karen Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.